favourite trope? Yeah, paranormal, I would say. No, in fact, actually, don't ask me that. That's really bad. Because <laughs> I'm like, I've got such a... But I'll be... Rockstar romances and paranormal romances are like my go-to. And if you mix the two of them, you you know, I'm dead. Welcome to a very unique episode of Steam Scenes. I'm your host, romance author El Greco, and usually on this podcast, I talk to authors about writing the naughty bits, but today I'm talking to bookstagrammer Laura Nelson, also known as Tangents and Tissues, about reading the naughty bits. Laura was one of my first readers slash fans, and I was so lucky she found me. Bookstagram, um, her bookstagram is one of the best on the internet. Not only does she do fun flat lays, I mean, they are so cute, and she like buys these little like things for them um, to create these super fun flat lays. I love them so much. We, we, we get into it, um, you know, about where she does the photos and how she has all of this like stuff in her house now because of all the flat lays, and it's really fun to sort of talk about that in her process. But anyway, um, apart from the flat lays, she also writes some of the best and most entertaining reviews out there. Y'all, reviewing is hard. Um, I don't review books much, pretty much not at all, um, because it is so difficult. I do I do professionally review things from theater to fitness workouts to beauty products and treatments. And every review, which probably averaged six to 700 words, um, I agonize over every single one of them, over every sentence, every meaning. It, it takes me hours to write a review hours I you know I, I think I think people think that these are you know these are things you just kind of dash off like a grocery list um, and they're really not um, if you want to write a meaningful review you not only have to look at the work read the whether it's you know reading a book or going through a treatment or watching a play watching a movie and then you have to kind of digest it and understand, okay, what was the creator trying to do? And did they achieve it? You know, whenever I'm writing a review, I'm thinking about maybe that I'm thinking about maybe that even if it didn't work for me, I'm trying to place the work in context to where we are right now. So it's actually more important to me to know, you know, in the cultural moment that we're in, what is this particular piece of work doing? What is it telling me? Um, does it exist as pure escapism? Absolutely, that can happen, and we love that, and and that's worth it, right? That's worth so much. Does it have a deeper message or um, a deeper meaning, a deep that it's trying to sort of make some sort of a different impact? Um, and and how is that, you know, and and how did that work for 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 me? How did that work for me? Um, and putting it in sort of larger cultural context. But I do understand that you know reviews are not for uh, reviews are not for the author; they are for the reader. But authors do look at them, and so. When I do read a thoughtful review, I always really appreciate it. And I think um, Laura writes some wonderful, very thoughtful, well-considered reviews. And like I said, they're also super fun to read. Um, 
Anyway, I do appreciate the bookstagrammers who are out there doing this, this, you know, for their love of reading and for the love of the authors that they care about. They're often doing it for free, not everyone, but most are. And, you know, it's simply an exchange for a, a book. Some of them actually go out and buy the book after they read it. I know some of my ARC team are so extraordinary and I will give them the book and then all of a sudden they show up as a verified purchase. Um, and I'm like, oh, God, you bought the book too? Oh, I love you. That is so kind. Um, so they're an indispensable part of the author reader ecosystem, the bookstagram ecosystem, the Amazon ecosystem. And I am extremely lucky to have some wonderful regular reader reviewers, including Laura, who I consider a dear friend. I hope you enjoy this episode. And speaking of reviews, if you could do me a favor, please head on over to wherever you listen to this podcast and give Steam Scenes a rating and review. It helps the algorithms match the show with other fans of romance and podcasts. Now, on to the interview. Now for something completely different. This is my first ever special Bookstagrammer Steam Scenes episode, and I am so excited to welcome Laura Nelson, also known as Tangents and Tissues, to the podcast. Laura is an avid multi-genre reader, book reviewer, book blogger, known to go off on tangents, hence the name, cat mom, and on the wrong side of 40. Me too, girl. Me too. (laughs) She's also awesome. So Laura, welcome to Steam Scenes. I am so happy to talk to you in person. Hi, thanks very much for having me. This is wild. You've been like my Instagram friend for a couple of years now. I think you were like one of the first readers of my books. Yeah, I mean, as soon as um, the sign-up came through for Heartbreak Beat, I couldn't sign up quick enough as soon as I read the synopsis. The fact that the sisters were all named off some of my favourite musicians. I mean, honestly, you had me from there. I was gone (laughs) completely. (laughs) Yeah, so I was completely there. Oh my God. Okay. So it was, okay. So just so people who haven't read my books, which is probably like everybody that listens to this podcast hilariously. <laughs> in um, LA Rockstar Romance, there, it starts with three sisters and we branch off from there, but their names are Nikki, Jet, and Presley. And that's mm-hmm. because their rockstar groupie mom named them after Nikki Six, Joan Jett, and Elvis Presley. And yeah. so that is hilarious that that's what drew you to the series. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been besotted with Nikki Six, I think, since I was maybe about seven or eight. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Oh my God, it was a, it was um, the dirt. It it was yes. their uh, Motley Cruz. Yeah, yeah, okay, that was yeah. Motley Cruz uh, memoir Mario turned Pink, into. Yeah a Netflix movie. Yeah. Did you love it? Because I loved it. Oh, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched that and it still gives me goosebumps every single time. <laughs> I absolutely adore it. <laughs> and it's kind of one of those movies that's kind of like a bad movie, but in a good way, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. really know how to describe it. Like it's over mm-hmm. the top. It's corny as hell. It yeah. is still such a good time and one of the best movies I've watched on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've, I've I think um, my friend, my best friend Angela and I, we have watched it repeatedly together apart and we always end up talking about it. But my mum actually watched it with me. You know, you know the scene with Tommy and the girl in the party? I had to explain what was going on there. (laughs) Was it awkward? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, because we're really open. We're probably too open with one another. There's things about my mother that I really wish I didn't know. But <laughs> um, I kind of, I kind of think that's a cultural thing, though. I feel like in yeah. the UK, people are much more open with their families, and like a li- like it's like here, like it's like the Puritans escaped the UK, mm-hmm. England, and came mm-hmm. to America. And continued the puritanical bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, I think because it's always just been my mum and I, um, I think, you know, maybe that's why we've, we are the way we are. And, yeah. you know, some people, when they meet us for the first time, can't actually believe sometimes the way we are with one another. And I was like, Oof, this is just normal, you know. <laughs> this is just the way we are. But yeah, I had, to, I had to explain what exactly was going on there. Um, because, well, I can't actually repeat what she said to begin with because, you know, but um, I had to ex- go into detail about actually what it was. And she was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I see now. So, yeah. Did you watch, um, oh my God, what was the other one? Pam and Tommy? Did you see that one yet? That's on No, I've still actually to watch that. The reason why is... Um, my bestie wants to watch it with me and we just haven't been able to like get her over sort of to watch it sort of thing because like my mum was like that there's no way I'm watching that one (laughs) (laughs) I've only watched one episode um Mm -hmm. I'm gonna admit I was a little in on the one episode but a friend of mine who watched the whole thing um he -hmm. was like no just keep watching because it gets really really good and I was like okay and um prepared that yeah, and, but Sebastian Stan is freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. really good. I was really yeah. shocked at how good he was. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's definitely fun, and and again, like sort of like you know, a throwback to those sort of like wild hair metal party and mm-hmm. bands. Yeah, which are crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to to watching it eventually. Yeah. Which can get over, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> So I'm curious, I'm guessing you've always been a reader. Yeah, I've really always been a reader. Um, back and forth, obviously, through my teens, I think. You know, I got away from it a bit in my teens, but then in like my sort of early 20s and things like that, I started um, reading again. And then obviously my mum, like, I'll be honest, like my mum, I care for my mum as well as working full time. Yeah. I, I look after my mum because my mum's got COPD and she had a stroke a couple of years ago. Oof. But um, maybe back in, round about 2010, um, she lost weight dramatically and she was going for a barrage of tests at the hospital and different things. And they actually thought at one point that it was bone cancer. Oh my God. And um, turned out it wasn't. It was like another sort of... Um, immune disease seronegative polyarthritis don't ask me to repeat it you probably don't want details but anyway <laughs> um she um I started reading really like incessantly as a sort of therapy for myself so as I could escape okay. my head and things like that and really from yeah. then it just um, became an, an obsession that has grown I think it's the best way to put it it's like for my sanity I need to read it's my form of therapy um so yeah so that was oh. it because basically back in January 2010 when all this was going on with my mum and different things like that like we were on the cusp of losing our house and different things and oh because, basically my mum couldn't work so it was really yeah. like down down to me and um, I ended up off work for a month you know just stress yeah. and anxiety related and I 
had my head in it like for that entire month. I wolfed Laurel K. Hamilton's Anita A. K. Blake series. I just love one that after series. the other. Yeah. So I yeah. Like, was completely obsessed with it. Um and it was actually I, I stumbled across the series by accident. Another friend had introduced me to J. D. Robb. Oh, and you know, yeah, and you know, one of like the sort of like in between little novellas, I, I was looking for one of them in the series, and that was actually JD Robb was in with Laurel K Hamilton and Susan Kennard and Maggie Shane, and it was the first, oh. it was the sort of introduction to um, Jean Luc, in that um, novella series that actually completely and utterly, I was like, who is he? <laughs> I I seriously need to know more and then obviously through that month I became well acquainted with Jean-Luc Anita and the rest of them and completely yeah became obsessed he is is because he's he's so bad but he's so good like you know he he like he frightens you in one hand but you would like climb him like a tree in another and it's just like this Well, I'm kind of like, I'm sort of fascinated by that because I don't think, I don't personally don't think I write very good alphas and I tend to not write them. My heroes are a little bit more beta. They're a little bit, you know, if anything, like the women tend to be a little bit more alpha. (laughs) And, and so I, I'm like, I'm fascinated by the idea of crafting that Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, so bad, but you still like, he does these terrible things, but you still want to climb him like a tree, you know? (laughs) And I'm curious, like, what, is there like a a dividing line for you? Like, what, what is that balance as a reader? I don't know. You have to see, you have to see behind the facade, I think a little bit. Um, You have to see glimpses of some good, or you as the reader know that they're doing it for a reason. Or, you know, you need to see, a, I think you need to see a glimpse behind the sort of armour and you know that whoever the, you know, whoever it is that the, a chink in their armour, I think that's the best way I could put it. Like, normally you see that shining through, like you see that with Anita and John look like a at the beginning when they're introduced, you know, it's all about the power for him. He's wanting something from her. But then right. you actually see she's a chink in his armour because for this soulless, heartless being, he's developing something that you never thought he could have for her, I think. You know, yeah. and it's that initial thing, you know, even like their initial sort of kiss, it's like you can actually all you can see it's floored them. And I think that's what I love about those type of characters. It's that yeah. that one person, you know, that they never thought they'd ever come across or meet and, you know, they would sort of move mountains for that for for that person I just I love that yeah it's like that you know it, well in a way it is a faded mates trope that she wrote with yeah. between the two of them at the very least yes. right I yeah, mean that's she kind did. of what I feel like she did yeah yeah mm, yeah yeah but it's the same with like even um Nikki and Dion and in, in your books like you know I mean honest but I could have smacked <laughs> to, to use one of my mom's te- my mom's terms. I could have smacked his teeth in many a time at the very beginning, but yeah. you knew you knew he was fighting some inner t- turmoil, and I think that was what kept kept me hooked because you knew that you know that she was that chink in his armor, and I think that's really what draws me in. That's really one of my catnip things. Like that, just yeah. If if that oh. happens, they've got me. 
Okay, thank you. Well, thank you for that because I honestly was like trying to write an alpha and feel like I failed. Like, no, no, you definitely <laughs> didn't fail. No, no. I was and like, oh, he's not douchey enough. Like, no, no, no. He was like a major douche, but you couldn't help liking him either. And it's the same thing as well. Like Vince, I oh my god, I had a pathological hate for Vince. And that, I mean, but that was obviously because you were only seeing Vince from one side. Yeah, you weren't yeah. you weren't seeing like obviously you weren't you didn't know the other things that were happening and yeah. I think that was you know one of the things that I loved like finding out about him and stuff I thought he's really just a really big softy who will do anything to try and protect those he loves even if it makes yeah. him look in the worst light possible yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I loved Vince he was fun to write yeah um but like but again like for that for his book he was so not alpha like, like he was not, he was not that guy, right? Like he was no, in the no, first couple no, of books, no. but then when yeah, we got to yeah. his books, yeah. he wasn't that guy, you know? No, but I so. don't think he could be by that point, no, really could he? Yeah, his evolution he as a character meant that he couldn't be that. Yeah, no, think. he couldn't, he couldn't no. be that at all. But, but no. yeah, I mean like that, that was also why I feel like, ah, eh, he's not really that alpha hero either, you know? <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to write the biggest dick and it's going to be great. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be so excited. To be like, <laughs> because it's like, it's like bucket list at this point. But I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I struggle. I definitely, definitely struggle with that. Okay. So 2010, you're going through all this shit and, mm-hmm. you know, and you're using reading as a way to kind of escape and take you out of your own head. When yeah. did you start blogging? Um properly only really about I think Tangents and Tissues created about six years ago um, okay. and that's what happened was is I had toyed with the idea of writing reviews and different things like that and then I had I had gone to a, a book signing back in 2015 that was called um, Tattooed Bad Boys and it was held down in York Racecourse and okay. I had got to, well that's a whole other story Oh, my mother. But anyway. Oh no. I don't know. Do you want me to tell you? It's great. Anyway. You can tell me whatever you feel like telling me. Okay, we right. go off on, we, okay. you know, tangents. Well, this is, tangents. Yeah, this, We're happy I mean, with I'll, them. I always go off on tangents. What had happened was, is a friend was meant to go with me, but she rudely decided to emigrate to Australia. So obviously, I could oh, See you later, right? Yeah. So um, my mum had said to me, Do you know what? I want to see what all this. Who has about with like signings and authors and different things so I was like right okay and I had a member pulling up and parking and I went I'm just going to ask you one thing mum please do not embarrass me she's like me I was like you please who me yeah please do not embarrass me she's like no no I'll be my best behavior so anyway we walked in and everything and she was like looking and obviously you know it was busy and different things she turned around she looked at me and she went Oh, I'm so glad you're not the you're not the only pervert out there. And I was like that. Oh my oh, god! Oh my god! Did you say that? Now I'm curious. Was this one of those signings where the authors bring the models? Yes, cause oh yes, yeah, one of them. Well, I I do remember one of them had a very well known tattooed model with them but oh. I can't really see anything because you know my mum really embarrassed me with him as well um, <laughs> <laughs> but there was the one lone male author at this event oh my god and, yeah yeah and I had been halfway through his book at this point 
and um, I wasn't too sure about actually going up and speaking to him because I think this was really only like my third event or something at this point and I was still a bit nervy about approaching authors and and speaking to them because obviously you know authors to me are like rock stars you know I get a bit starstruck and different things and at that point I was still a bit in two minds about going near him but in all these promo pics and everything he if you saw his promo pics you wouldn't he had ticked everything on my mum's wish list and what she finds attractive in a man and I was like this is not going to end well for me and and in his in his dog in his um promo pics he had his little dog with him like this little sort of fluffy Bichon Freeze so I'd I'd got a few of my favourite authors were there at the time and I had got gifts for them because it's always I always like to just bring something to, to people. Oh my god, that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, and what I'd done was, is like I thought I was in two minds about going to his table, but I take got some um dog treats because I thought, well, if I go, then I can always like give him the treats for the dog. Oh my so god. So anyway, like yeah. So anyway, like I'm walking about with my cart and different things like that, and my mum's going, you know, he's quite quiet. There's nobody going over there, and I'm going like that. No, 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 it's fine. I'm still not decided about whether we're going over. And she was like that, no, she says, are we going, are we going? So eventually I got fed up with this and I went, right, that's fine. Now, considering the woman had mobility issues, this was before she, this was before she still could like walk a little bit. She like, the treats were in my cart one minute and then the next they weren't and she was walking at 30 mile an hour over to his (laughs) table. She got her hustle on. She's going. Yeah, she did. And, I, and I'm like doing the slow sort of march behind her, thinking this this is not going to end well for me. So anyway, I got to the I got to the table, and all I heard was, "These are for your little dog." And he went, "Oh, that is so sweet of you. Thanks very much." He actually gets more things for it, more um, treats and things than I do. And he said, "If, if only there was something I could give you." And my mum went, "Oh, son, if you only were thirty years younger." Oh my God. Were you like Earth swallow me now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just really wanted to to die on the spot. So anyway, the, you know the next I think ten minutes of my life were painfully excruciating because by that point, you know, I was he was still talking to me and different things like that and talking about the book and different things and I had to explain that, you know, I was part way reading it and different things. By that point, after I just wanted a I wanted a break so. There was a refreshment area out to the side and most of the tables were, were full, but there was this table with um, two spare chairs at it. So I said to my mum, I says, I'll go and get drinks. Just go and ask the ladies that are sitting there if they would mind if we shared the table with them. I says, I says because one thing you'll find about this is, mum, I says, there's no strangers here. We all make friends and different things. So she went up to the table and she sat down and then... Um, we actually get introduced and they were actually bloggers themselves they were um carol okay. and suzanne from um books laid bare so we ended up relaying the story to them and honest to goodness i thought they were going to bring the place down with how, how hard they were laughing <laughs> and and they have been sort of book friends since then and i okay. had been tell i'd been talking to carol but you know they want to do to write reviews and different things like that and she says you should because obviously by that point you know I'd been talking to my friends and other people about the books I'd been reading and giving sort of verbal recommendations and different things like that and she says you should put down you know what you're thinking and write about it and post it on Amazon and Goodreads and everything and I went oh I'm not too sure and what have you and after the event I actually emailed her and she, she actually emailed me and she says well this is 
I go to how to write a review sort of thing and I thought right okay I'm going to I'm going to have a stab at this and then I found an online site that was called Nerdy Girls and they were um, offering sort of review copies in return oh. for, for for reviews so I thought right I'm going to give this a bash and the very first review that I posted to Amazon was for Janet Nissenson who became one of my all-time favourites and oh, wow. it was for her um, Shattered um, book and uh, I, I still remember that she actually made a decision at the beginning of this year that she was going to step away from publishing she felt felt that her time you know the time was to step back she would keep her, her books in circulation but she decided to step back from it oh, and I just always okay. remember that you know that um, she was the first review that I'd ever written and then obviously you know I got to know, know other people and I paid for an, inter- an indie author for a little while and and we still oh. doing reviews, and then I, oh, I um, wow. yeah, I did. Um, I paid for Karen Ferry for a little while. She was an indie author, um, and I'd done that. And then I'd made, made other book friends and different things. And in fact, one of my I refer to her as my American bestie, Morgan. Um, she we became friends through Es Carter's reader group on Facebook, and we used to like just go back and forth and Morgan was posting reviews and different things like that and she said you know you actually just should start your own sort of review sort of blog page yeah. I thought okay I don't know and then it was like one of those things was one night I was falling asleep and I thought tangents and tissues <laughs> did you have to wake up at like yeah, wake yourself I did. up and write it yeah, down yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, write it down on my thing and then I says to Morgan I says I think I'm going to go for it and she says no you should you should and then that was basically how I started off with like a Facebook page um, sort of, and that was how Tangents and Tissues started. Uh, okay, all right, because you, I know, like, you do the, I really love your reviews. I really dig Thank your you. style, you know, Thanks. like, you know, like, it's because it's not that traditional, you know, this is the book, this is why I like it. Like, it's really, a, it, it's, it has a, like, your reviews have a lot of energy. Um, It's like having a conversation with you. You know, because you always, like, put things in there, like, you know, like, little asides, like, you know, whispering or, you know, like, I just absolutely love your style. It's so engaging to read your reviews. Oh, thanks. Well, I just felt, like, to me... I don't even know how my, how that evolved, but I had when I just started writing my reviews, I found that if I had decided to write them as if I was speaking to somebody, that that okay, was yep. that was the easy easiest for me. And then obviously we'd get the snippets into my my daft thought processes and things like that. You know, <laughs> I love um, that. those are, those are great though. <laughs> you know? And then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to own this. I am who I am, and I'm just going to go with it. You know, and um, yeah, that's me, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and you also do these really great for Instagram too. I, I they must be on Facebook. I'm mostly on Instagram, so that's where I really see your reviews. To be honest with you, I've kind have... of a move, moved away from Facebook. Um, yeah, I, I I started Instagram alongside Facebook, but I was so daunted and tim- and intimidated when I first went on sort of Instagram and I found Bookstagram, and you know all these people with their really awesome edits, you know where they do the pictures with the movement videos and different thing and things, and I thought you know that's not me, I don't. And then I come off it because then every time I went on it, I was a wee bit scared again. So then I come back <laughs> off it again. And then I thought, then over time, I just started playing about with pictures and I started doing like setups. And I thought, 
you know, I just started playing about and I thought, I want to theme my review picks around the book and the things in the book that mean something to me, which has turned into a bit of a bookstagram prop habit, but <laughs> that's by oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though. They're so cool. And at first I was kind of looking at it going, you know, are these like online elements that you're putting together in Canva? And then I realized, oh, my God, she's actually like, you're actually creating these flat lays. Yes. You know, with with little items. And it's amazing. It's really amazing. They're so cool. And they're so unique. And they are so personal. With like yeah. all the little bits that you that you put into it, I absolutely love. I love your photos. Like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it was like my my, my latest purchases have, in, have included a toy um, wooden shield and sword. <laughs> like, how do you, you find might... some of this stuff? I mean, I will say though, there's a lot of cr- there's like a lot of shit out on the internet that you're like, I don't yeah. know, I could buy that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just like honestly, the amount of things that I go searching for, and it's like a you know that way where you think to yourself, oh, that would make a good prop, and then you think to yourself, there's no way that I'd be able to find something like that, and then I find it, and I think, result, <laughs> I got it. you're like oh look at that (laughs) yeah yeah because it was like a friend visited and I come up behind the sofa with a sword and shield and she went do I even want to know (laughs) probably not so you're like on your living room floor doing the like the whole like I'm kind of curious about your setup do you have lighting and stuff yes I do I have a ring light and everything (laughs) yeah I am I call it the staging area. My mum calls oh. it the bump. But I've got this staging area behind the sofa. So if you walk into our living room, everything looks neat and tidy. You look behind the sofa and it's an absolute riot. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I've got, I've got like all the different sort of prop elements, um, sort of, you know, like the, the boards. Yeah. message boards and different things and blackboards you name it I've got it um, yeah, so it's just it's an absolute right and I bought a ring light so that I could light the pictures and things and my mum's my I call her my photographer's assistant because sometimes she needs to hold the light just so can you hold <laughs> I'm curious I- <laughs> well it looks fantastic and I know I'm always like you need to do because you know for authors right like we're supposed mm. to be on Instagram and on god tiktok and like you know and doing all of these engaging things and doing cool stuff with our books and i'm just like i'm like i don't know what to do yeah (laughs) and i'm always like i have no idea what to do with this book and here it is (laughs) you know so it's like canvas my friend but i know like i need to like i should get the whole setup and i'm always like wow maybe i should buy one of those boards and do the thing and get some lights and i did have a ring light and then it broke so now i'm like oh now i gotta get another ring light and my yeah. office is teeny tiny, so I don't have a lot of room for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the other part yeah. of it. I'm like, oh God, it's just, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, actually it's even a lot. Yeah, I I had bought trunks. These bun- they're called bundleberry trunks, especially to store the the bookstagram props because they're kind of a mass quite a lot. But I've actually outgrown them, so there's stuff like everywhere. I know. <laughs> Every, uh, well, that's yeah. Stuff everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's like, it's, it's like crafting, right? Like this is your craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what yeah. you do. Yeah. And I would, I would actually argue with anybody and say, I don't have a, a you know, an artistic sort of bone, crafting bone in my body. But then my friend oh, just said, do. but look at your pictures. Yeah. <laughs> go, you do. I don't know. You do. You're like so good at it. 
Like, no, you are so good at it. So yeah, you totally do. <laughs> do you know how many reviews you've done? Just out of curiosity. Um, on Amazon, I've posted 536. Holy shit. Yeah. But that's actually quite small compared to some reviewers that I know. Yeah. Um, how many? Yeah. How many books are you, How many books do you read a day or a week or whatever? Do you even count? Do Do you have a count? Or well, I don't know. On an, I do keep a reading update, um, like these little logs that I post on Instagram. It's mostly for me because sometimes I like. I'm a bit anal that way. I like to log what I'm reading and things like that, and have a little uh, record of it. Yeah. But on average, I can read maybe between. Well, last month was a bad month, but that was really because of work and things. I only read eight books last month, but on average, I would say I read about 12 books a month. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm yeah. the slowest reader. I am the slowest reader. So it will take me weeks to get through one book. And, you know, I, I'm really mm. like, I'm really one of those 10 minutes at a time. I usually oh, read really? before bed, which is probably mm. the worst time for me to read because I always fall asleep. Yeah, and we'll usually end up flipping the pages of my Kindle while I'm sleeping. So like I'm like five <laughs> pages ahead, and I'm like I don't remember. I don't remember being there, and then I have to flip back. And usually the five pages, most of it is in highlight because I've ended up highlighting. <laughs> 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 like what the hell just happened? <laughs> I think I'm one of the, the strange breed that actually, um, when I go to bed and read, I actually read myself awake. I am. Um, mm. I don't. I don't. It doesn't tend to make me drowsy when I read when I go to bed. Um, I wish that was the case with me because I'm like I just get so like I just I just go I just pass out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not like that at all. Um, yeah. So. I do. Well, because this is steam scenes, I'm yeah. kind. You know, we have to talk about sex. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't have to. We really don't. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't want to talk about it. But you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, I knew exactly <laughs> what I was getting into. Um, first of all, you do read. I know you read outside of the romance genre. I do. Yes. But is I it do. mostly romance? Is romance your go-to, or like, do you have a go-to genre? I mean, I've always swore blind that I was a paranormal romance girl. I mean, that's really where, it, when I first started right. getting obsessed in different things, it was like Laurel K. Hamilton, Nalini Singh, Chloe Neal, all those types of books. Right. But then, obviously, Fifty Shades hit, didn't it? So, and oh. me being the inquisitive, nosy person that I am, we kept wondering to because I didn't have a Kindle or anything at this point. And okay. I think it was just the first book was actually in pa- had just been released in paperback because of the the, the huge big you know it, it hitting. And I had read the first book, and I remember sitting in the cafe with my friend after reading the first one and obviously you know how the first one ends and I was like that said I don't think I can wait 12 weeks for book two to be released I need to know what happens Um, oh my god and I was like that she's like that 12 weeks is fine to wait for the paperback what's wrong with you and I went look I can't I don't think I can so I actually (laughs) bought my first kindle because I was desperate to read the second one so as I knew what happened because I could not know what happened and I think that was I would call I hesitate to use the word but that was kind of like the gateway book to finding and other indie authors and different things um because I think back at that point I found like Jodie Ellen Malpas uh, Kristen Proby um, Abby Glines, those were all my sort of OG ones okay. at that point. 
Um, but obviously over time, you know, that then evolved into like finding like other ones. And then um, obviously during this time, I was still leading lights of J.R. Ward, Kesley Cole, right. all that type of things. And it was like the heat, <laughs> the heat level kept going up and up and up. And, you know, it seemed to find that I didn't really have any boundaries as such. And then I found, oh, I can't even remember how I found it, but I found like Lauren Dane absolutely adore her and then I found Lexi Blake and Masters mm-hmm. and Mercenary series and that was me I was gone and I remember, oh. <laughs> I remember one night sitting like obviously because and then my google history must have been really funny because I kept googling things because I'm like I've got no idea what this is oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like am I am I five am I six what is it in the UK am I five or yeah, MI5 and MI6, but yeah, yeah, but it was like all the sort of BDSM terms and stuff. I'm like, I can't write you what this is. So I was like Googling everything. And um, I remember sitting watching, I think it was Mistresses with my mum, and it was the American version of Mistresses, and it was where one of them actually ties the um, one of the guys up. You know, my pronunciation is probably completely wrong, but is it shibari or something? The erotic rope tying, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like, and I nodded along while I was sipping my tea, going, "Yeah, shibari." My mum meant pardon. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> oh my god! I was like. I, I, my mum said, I know that the first words out you're, you're going to, the first words out your mouth are going to be, I was reading a book. And I went, well, it was, I was reading a book. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my, my God, that is fantastic. Yeah. My mum says I'm a font of untapped knowledge because she says, she, she thinks she's convinced there's nothing I don't know when it comes to things oh like my- that. Oh my god, never mind bucket list of meeting you. I need to meet your mom too. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys need to be together. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh man. Oh fuck, that's funny. Okay, so obviously like you you like the high heat. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean there has to be or it can't be for no reason, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And there needs to be, between the characters, there has to be a connection and it has to play into the story. It has to mean something. Um, I know, like, back in the back in the day, I mean, I sound old and decrepit, but, you know, they had the, a Loris Cave and all that sort of thing. And that just, yeah. you know, I wasn't really interested in anything like that. It had to actually mean something. But, I mean... To be honest with you, when I was like 15, 16, I used to read the Black Lace novels. <laughs> so, you know, I think it always, it's always had to mean something whenever I read it Wait, in books. I don't, I don't think I know the Black Lace novels. Tell me more. Well, Black Lace was a bit like um, historical um, naughty books, I suppose, was the best way to put them. I don't know if, if they have them. Um I want to, was that like a Mills and Boone sort of, or? Uh, Do you know what? I can't even remember. Like, I know like Mills and Boone's did do them back um, years ago, but yeah, they they were like called like black lace quickies and different things like that. (laughs) And my friends and I, we used to actually, we used to um, 
smuggle them and stuff. Like she would buy them and I would smuggle them in the house. Oh my um, god! And read them, you know, when my mum was not watching and stuff. <laughs> my mum was not looking. <laughs> but yeah, we okay. used to read them back in the day. So. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. So I just googled them, and it looks like it was definitely like a UK thing. So that's yeah. why I don't know about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But okay. um, so we, yeah, I used to read them, but. I do like I, I do like a bit of spice mm. or a lot of spice to be the <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, go ahead go ahead yeah I've got a friend like and she just can't like she's actually I met her through sort of bookstagram and she she freely admits she's a bit of a prude but she says she I think I'm slowly sort of breaking down her defenses and stuff like that and getting her to read stuff <laughs> Yeah, but because I was like that, you know, she's the, that book wasn't as steamy as what I was expecting from re- reading some of the views. I mean, yeah, it was like wasn't really spicy at all, was it? And, and things like that. But yeah, I don't I'm really curious. have a boundary as such. I don't. Think. <laughs> I'm wondering what the like. It, what is the steamiest book you've ever read? <sighs> That's a hard one. Do you, have, Do you like, know like... whose books I love for steam? Nikki Sloan. Okay. And um, what about what about that? Like what is she what is yeah, she doing in um, them that's so like that is like really grabs you? Well, the Nashville series, the Nashville Neighborhood series. So in the first book it's The Doctor. So it's like a age gap book um okay. book between um the, the doctor who and his son's ex-girlfriend and there's like a 20 year age gap and it's about how he un- she un- basically unleashes like a beast on him I think that's the best way to describe it but she has like her sexual awakening with him okay. although she was like although she had a sexual relationship with like when she was going with the, the son he so didn't taboo. really do anything for her if you understand what I mean but right. it's just this spark, this need that they spark in each other and they go on this sort of sexual awakening and he gets to live out his fantasies with her and he awakens things in her and I just I, I love that but it's also to do with the connection as well right. I always go right. back to the connection I need to feel that between the characters and I really love that one and then obviously the next one in the series is called The Pool Boy and it's uh, age gap again but it's reverse age gap where she's older and he, he's younger and right. that is just obviously you know what, what was it my mum used to say when she was 40 if I can't get one at 40 year old two 20 year olds will do so I suppose <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you better edit that bit out of it I shouldn't have probably said that but anyway but it was like that whole thing <laughs> that whole thing in that bit okay yeah, so like what that. So obviously then it's the emotional connection in addition mm-hmm. to whatever's going on physically that sort of grabs you. And, mm-hmm. you know, do you think that you can get that in sweet though? I don't know. Okay. I, you know, because I'm sweet... just wondering. Yeah, you know, I'm just yeah no, I do. I reader, probably, like, you know? Yeah, no, I do. You can get that sometimes in it, but sometimes I think when you experience the sort of spice or, or the steam with a, a character, you you connect with them on a different level. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I'm probably not talking sense. But um, I do like 
well, clean reads or, or sweet reads as well. You know, I'm not okay. opposed to that. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I just like spice. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, we're, we're, we're a high heat zone over here. So that's totally cool. But I yeah. do find it intriguing when authors can write that sort of intimacy, but there's mm-hmm. absolutely no sex going on. You know, yeah. that to me is like, oh, how'd yeah. you do that? You know, like yeah. some of them do it well. Some of them... But some of them, I will say a lot of them, you just are kind of like, kind of aching for them to to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who who does it really well? It's Nora Roberts. She can say so much without them actually physically connecting. Yeah. I've never known, she's got such a way with words as well when they actually do have those sort of scenes because obviously she doesn't go into graphic detail, does she? So, um, but she's got such a way of actually making the characters connect and when you experience that with them you know because I love her euphemisms they're always so good yeah I agree with that I actually haven't read a Nora Roberts in a while and I probably should go back and look because you're right she does do that really really well as she conveys that sort of intimacy but she does not go into graphic detail no no she doesn't but she does it like obviously when you get to those scenes you know what's going on, but she's just got this way of weaving it. Yeah. And the sort of imagery that she, she brings to the scenes is like, like no one else, I think. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I completely, completely agree with that. Um, by the way, I, I meant to ask, do you have a favourite trope? Yeah, paranormal, I would say. No, in fact, actually, don't ask me that. That's really bad. Because <laughs> I'm like, I've got such a... But I'll be rockstar romances and paranormal romances are like my go-to and if you mix the two of them you you know I'm dead oh that's good to know that's good because yeah. you know I started as an urban fantasy writer I know I downloaded them oh my god stop <laughs> and like the joke is my characters either fight or they fuck like that's the joke <laughs> yeah but no yeah I'm I'm such a nosy parent well I I think that's part of the whole thing of like if I become if I like an author or whatever like I will research and try to find as much information on backlists and different things and yeah yeah I tend to as my my friend says I can get a tad obsessed with things I think it's the Virgo in me probably (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> um, but I, I know when I started writing, I was so petrified to write those sort of steamy scenes. And I can write a fight scene in about, you know, seven minutes. Like I can write a thousand word fight scene and absolutely no, it takes me no time. But when I get to those steamy moments, it is like put on the brakes and it really slows <laughs> me down. <laughs> You know, but there are sort of similarities, I think, between writing the fights and writing the sex because you also yeah. have to convey convey a lot of emotion through the fight mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. Um. You know, usually. So anyway, it's just sort of like interesting with, with your paranormal, and then you want it paranormal rock stars, and I'm like, I could probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those ones as well. Like when you get to like the steamy scenes as well. Like, you know how sometimes in the scenes you're trying to work out what's going where 
as a reader. Oh my God. And you're like, and apparently I move my head around when I'm reading those scenes because like, like my mum says she can actually see me trying to work things out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, the choreography, like I've had, I've had like, similar problems with writing fight scenes and sex scenes is all of yeah. a sudden you're like wait 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 there are too many hands here where'd all these hands come from yeah totally <laughs> how many legs what what <laughs> or like suddenly like they get from one scene to the like one bit to the next and you're thinking but hold on they're still wearing pants I'm confused. Oh, I hate it when I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when I do that. It's so hard cuz sometimes it really is so hard to keep track. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, or or my the other thing that I do a lot of is I change characters' names mid book, and so and so and sometimes it doesn't correct all the way through. Right. <laughs> so that's another one of that's my what proofreaders are for, though. I know not everybody picks them up though, which is hilarious. All but right. Yeah, like so. So it's sometimes I'll I'll just like screw like really screw up a, a name every once in a while, which kind of sucks. But what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> but people will forgive you for that. Oh, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I feel like romance readers are a little bit more forgiving than urban fantasy readers. That They were a bunch of hard critics. Oh, they can be. Yeah, yeah. they can be. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little tricky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm wondering how you choose what you're going to read. Um. It really depends on if I've signed up to review anything or that, although um, I've kind of stepped away from signing up for tours and things like that. I'm only doing it on the odd occasion. One, because I feel bad, I find, because with my mum's health and things like that, I can't plan for or not feeling well or things like that, and then sometimes things happen. And I hate letting anybody down, and I always feel really bad. And my friend had said to me, but, you know, they'll forgive you because they always love your reviews anyway and I went but no I feel bad because I just think you know you've committed to doing something you should do it um but normally like depending if I'm reading something and then it'll maybe spark something in me like my friend had been at me for ages to read um Anna Hackett's Hell Squad series and I was like yeah 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 I'll put it on my TBR it's been on my TBR for ages and (coughs) she had um she kept saying please please read it and I was like that, right, okay. So then like last April I started the first book and I became obsessed. Like I literally laid one after the other. But then I got mm. to Nico in the book, which then made me think of your Nico. So I had to go back and read your Nico and then go back to the series. So that's I am I am so like honestly, it's like I'm like dug out of out of up sometimes like it's the whole squirrel thing like something like shiny and I'll go off and and then I'll go back again honestly or I'll go through like like some I'll gorge myself on a genre for a little while and then I think right I need to read something else you know I do read I do read crime thrillers like crime and thrillers in between like yeah police procedurals like i've read i've read a couple of really good ones i'm completely obsessed with gr halliday's monica kennedy series di monica oh. kennedy one because okay. they're set he's a scottish author and two i love a male writing a female protagonist because i always think how does he get inside her head and things like that um and it's based just outside in, like the inverness area mm-hmm. and the third book's due out next month 
And his second book, I swear to God, it gave me the complete and utter willies. I was sitting with the light on in my bedroom at two o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep because he'd completely and utterly like frightened the bejesus out of me. And I thought, I'm never going up. I'm never driving an unnamed road in Inverness ever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm saying to my mum, I'm never, never driving up one of those unnamed roads, back roads ever. Oh my God, I'm getting this series. I love <laughs> crime. I love crime and thrillers. Like I absolutely love reading them and it's, I really want to write one, but I don't think that yeah. I can. They're so oh, intricate. I'm sure you could. But it's, it's not even the fact, because obviously each book's a different case, but you've got Monica's story. And I think in the first book, I kept thinking she's hiding something, she's hiding something. And, and obviously in the second book, we're, we're learning more about her. But we don't. We'll never. We don't know everything. She, we know that she's got more to tell. And then obviously the third book's coming out, and I'm just. I am completely. Yeah, I'm completely oh. obsessed. And then one of my other favorite police procedurals is um, the Grace. The Grace. Oh, what's her name? That's terrible. That I'm forgetting the name. I think it's <laughs> Grace McHale. Um. Sorry, I'm just googling. No, go go ahead, Google away. I'm just like making little notes. <laughs> you can, yeah. Get it? Yeah. I sorry, it's just coming up just now. Oh, that's okay. Does your toe to go faster? <laughs> Yeah, the Grace McAllen series. I just, for the life of me, I couldn't remember Grace's second name and that's absolutely terrible. But um, <laughs> Peter sadly passed away at the beginning of the year and actually the pleasure oh. of meeting him the year before like COVID came. And um, yeah, it was, it was really sad. But he he's an, he's an ex-police officer. He worked with the um, National Crime Agency and different things. And he wrote this DCI Grace McAllen series. And I just loved the whole fact that he, you wouldn't know reading that book that it was a male author writing a female character. And I loved the humour. And it was very Scottish with the humour. Quite dark and different things like, like, like that. And I just, yeah, I just absolutely loved that series. And you? um, yeah, he'll be sad. He'll be sadly missed. Yeah, I mean, had he had he finished the series at that point, or is it one of those that might go unfinished? I am. Um, well, it was open ended. He had he had released, you know, another book six months before he passed away. But it was like a quiet. It was a soft release, as he said when he messaged me, because he actually sent me a copy of the last book. Because he'd obviously let me wow. know that he was on, he was unwell and things like that. Obviously, didn't go into detail, right. um, but um, he'd sent me the last book. Sorry, I need to... <coughs> sounded dead horse there. Um, um, he'd sent me the last book in the post, and obviously, you know, he had um, done that book. But the way the series was, like, it could always been picked up again. Right, um, right. But there was closure at that point. Um, but yeah, he was really good because obviously these all his experiences, everything come through in the book. And yeah, it was just like really funny. It was more Edinburgh based, but he did come through this way in one of the books because he had a story set in Berlini prison. And I, I just I just found I always find when you're laughing at something you probably shouldn't be laughing at, but I just I, I love I love that. And it's just the whole humour of the sort of criminal underworld and different things like that. But as Peter said to himself, 
in those types of scenes if you you couldn't laugh even in real life at those types of things then you, you would have gone slightly crazy with what you were dealing with yeah yeah absolutely I think that's where I feel you know um you know, people that have that lived experience, like I forgot, like, I feel like, wow, God, is it Karen Slaughter or like one of the, there, there's a author that does crime thrillers, American author, and I can't remember now who it was, but she was actually a, um, a, a, she was actually in forensics. I think she did autopsies, mm-hmm. you know, that was like, and she, and so she wrote a character, it's not Karen Slaughter, um, but she wrote a character that it is um you know forensic does forensic autopsies so like that was so she was able to sort of incorporate her day job and i think and you know michael Connolly's bosch series which is like one of my favorite crime series partly because i love the way he writes about los angeles um you know just just his the way he writes about the city is so extraordinary but he was a crime reporter so he Uh had a lot of like inside information about the LAPD that he's able to sort of take to his books and I'm just like I like I know like I can write the backstage stuff of like you know Hollywood and rock and roll because I live that experience so it's sort of like to have you know what I mean so I'm I'm like I would love to write a thriller I have no idea what I you know I don't know how to do it (laughs) And I, but I do think that there's a little something extra. There's a little, there's a little something, you know, I don't know. There's just a little something extra when people have that lived experience and then they, and then they, they write their yeah, fiction they based can, on it. Yeah, they can translate it into their books. I think yeah. you can always tell, you can always tell when you're reading a story if the authors had that experience or, or you know, lived it. For some reason, it just seems to echo off the page, I think. You know, yeah. it brings another dimension, another depth to the story and to the characters. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I don't know that you could do, like, you know, I mean, obviously you can research and you can do, and a lot of authors do do extensive research mm-hmm. and, you know, and they do it really, really well. But there is something to have that absolute, you know, that absolute experience that just is like, oh, you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it gives it a There's little something There's nothing like extra. it, isn't there, not? It just, yeah. It, yeah, it definitely brings just something extra, I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that you gravitate towards authors that are writing about Scotland? Like, is is location important to you? Yeah, I mean, I don't really... I wouldn't say that if I read any Scottish authors, it's normally crime authors. I don't mm-hmm. think... I think apart from Samantha Young's Dublin Street series, I don't think there's, like... Um, and then Karen Francis, she was an indie author who sadly passed away f- from COVID. She mm. um she had like a Scottish romance series and all that, but I don't know. I don't tend to to read ones that are based here. I prefer reading about elsewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think I prefer makes- reading a bit sort of elsewhere because I just think to myself, that doesn't exist here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that totally makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've never seen anybody that resembles that walking along Soggy Hill Street. That's for <laughs> sure. You know, it's that type of thing. Yeah. Do you ever not finish a book? I have a pathological hate of do not of DNF in a book. I don't know. I just really? don't, yeah. I, I think even if it's killing me to actually finish it, I will try and finish it. Um, it'll always play on my conscience the fact that I've never actually finished it um huh. uh, I don't know so, I don't know why 
Um, I'm trying to go over that because I know life's too short and there's like other books out there. But I don't tend to. I think it probably is because I've not. It's not really happened to me many times, and I think that's because I tend to sort of gravitate towards things that I think I will like. Right. A couple of times I have sort of went out beyond what I would normally pick up and that's normally when I've encountered the pro the problem and, okay. but you know if you don't try it you're never really going to know are you so I think to myself you know I will I will oh, I'll give it a bash and see how I go but Have I'm trying to get changed... over that well I'm curious if you've ever changed your mind like if you've gone through the you're like I can't finish this and then you've changed your mind and then I, I you know I'm gonna power through and then at the end of it you're like oh I'm kind of glad that I did finish that yeah a, a couple of times I have actually not powered through at that point but maybe read a couple of chapters and put it down and thought right no I'll leave it I'll come back to it maybe it's just me maybe it's just the way my headspace is at at the moment and then I've gone back maybe couple of months later or something like that and I've done it and uh, and it's turned out to be a five star for me which is like really weird and I know it's all to do with where my headspace has been at that point in time um yeah oh because I'm yeah okay because I'm kind of am curious about that so you do because you know in my day job I've worked with a lot of critics and stuff like that and I've always contended that if they're having a bad day they're probably not going to like the work yeah. And, you know, because I do think headspace is a big part of it. And so I kind of love that you said that. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I, I definitely would attribute that. Just before Christmas, my mum hadn't been very well. I was a bit stressed with working, different things like that. And I went to two of my go-to authors and and no, nothing was nothing was hitting. And I was getting to about the 20% mark and thought, no, 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 no. And then I picked up a completely different genre it was mm-hmm. historical historical romance fiction yeah. which um I don't well I'm saying I don't really read a lot of I've been kind of a bit obsessed lately but <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I picked one of those up and I thought oh this was absolutely and I finished it like I'd struggled maybe for about a week trying to find something to read and I actually in my review said that I felt like Goldilocks to eventually picked up that book <laughs> and I thought oh this is just right this is what I needed and I knew it was all to do with Headspace because I actually went back and read those other two and completely loved them Interesting. So I, I love that you're so aware of that, though, that you're just like, okay, I'm in the wrong headspace for this, and I'm going to go and find something that's going to work with my headspace and then come back yeah. to it. Because I, I think yeah. that that's, I mean, that's really beyond fair, frankly, you know, especially with, yeah. you know, independent authors, you know, always struggling to get that, you know, to get the readers and the readability. Mm-hmm. And so any like, you know, reviews and bookstagram stuff, you know, like that all helps, you know, so I love yeah. that you're willing to sort of say that and say, wait a minute, I'm going to step away from this to give them a fair shake. Yeah, yeah. I just so I don't feel that it's it's fair sometimes, you know. And I, I I think to myself, is it me or whatever? Sometimes I do struggle with how something's written. If the, it doesn't flow very well for me, um, I will sometimes struggle to connect or engage with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes that's you, you can find it. You see that with the evolution of an author, like you go back and you love their first stuff but then you've maybe like 10 or however many books later and you go back to the first one and you think my goodness you can actually see the change in it but if the oh. if the flow sometimes the flow stop me and sometimes I'll have to take a couple of goes at it or something or yeah the flow has to be or the way it's written has to 
to grab me as well, I find, or that can sometimes impact how I sort of eat up the story, if you like. Yeah, and I love that you brought up that sort of idea of reading later into a series and actually seeing the author develop, because as much as we develop our characters, we, at the same time, are developing as as writers and developing our own skills. Yeah, you can definitely see the, you know, it's a craft at the end of the day, isn't it? You're continually learning and you what you did in the first book won't be what you do in your 10th book, I don't think. I completely agree, yeah. It's the same with that. Yeah, and no matter how many... Sorry? Yeah, yeah, well, I was going to say, it's like no matter how many craft courses I've taken and books I've read and everything else... The, I, there's, I never, I never seem to approach the books in this in really the same way because I'm always trying something new or trying to see if this works better for me. Yeah, you it's know. the same. With, like I read some of my early reviews that I have written, I cringe, but I thought that was me at the time. You know, my style has yeah. changed since then. Just let it go, sort of thing. Yeah, which yeah, is hard because sure. I'm a bit of a perfection, perfectionist with things. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Virgo. <laughs> yeah, totally is. <laughs> So, are are do you are you now solely reading indie authors, or do you read a mix? No, I read a mix. So I, okay. I read a mix between trad and indie. It really just depends. Um, I I adore Mills and Boons. I'll make no bones mm-hmm. about it. You know, I absolutely adore <laughs> Mills and Boons. Obviously, it's the Har- Harlequin in America, but yeah. I I I absolutely adored them, and I do a lot of um, um reviews and things for them. Um, okay. Yeah, I like they did the, the well they no longer do the dare imprint anymore. I mean that was I was quite I was quite distraught when they decided to get rid of that imprint because that was obviously the steamy ones. And and they were they were very very, very steamy, um and really spicy and I met a like I've got a lot of auto by authors now through reading that imprint. Um, but obviously they've then went on to some of the other lines now as well. But but obviously they started doing like the specials. Um, so they've got Eva Lee. She'll do like series through them as well. Uh, Tessa Dare. Obviously, um, yeah, that's my historical showing now. But I become a, honestly <laughs> up until a couple of years ago, I didn't really read a lot of historical romance. But for some reason, I've become slightly obsessed along with everything else. What what changed your mind about historical? Do you, do you have any idea? <coughs> Sorry, that's a frog in my throat there. Um, I, I don't know. My mum okay. says it's when I hit forty. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, Laura. Where can people connect with you? Where can readers connect with you online? Where's your favorite place? Sorry, to be? I'm going to take a call from that. Oh, sure. <coughs> See, the more you try not to cough, you always cough, don't I you? I know that you that you get caught out. Yeah, yeah, but I can I totally edit that out, so don't I'm even sorry. worry about it. It's no, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, um, yeah, where can readers connect? Well, I'm on Instagram mostly, I would say. Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Twitter. But Oh, you are on Twitter? Me. I do have a website, but I'm completely and utterly a technophobe without to get it started. So it's kind of a blank. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll just point them to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll have yeah. those in the show notes so that, so that yeah. people can go follow you. 
cool. Laura, thank you so much for doing this. It was so great to talk to you. I'm sure I bored you to tears. <laughs> no, you didn't. This was such a fun and like super, like super interesting conversation for me to have with, you know, somebody who's not a writer and sort of talk about like, what heat levels you like, what you're reading, what, what brings you to the books, what, bring, you know, what interests you in the books. Like, no, I think it was really, it was really great to talk to you. Yeah. It was lovely to speak to you. I hope we get to do it again sometime or and in we- person next time. That would be awesome. Thanks so much for listening. Wasn't Laura awesome? Don't forget to go follow her on Instagram at Tangents and Tissues. Uh, keep an eye out for her amazing reviews. Tune in next week when I chat with romance author Jess Everly about her debut novel, The Gentleman's Book of Vices. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Until then, keep it steamy.